This is a great opportunity for investors to build relationships with local banks so that they could say, hey, if you have a distressed note, I'm happy to buy it. It is a win-win. We can potentially acquire an investment asset and we can be serving the community. If you're not conscious about your investment strategy, you won't end up where you want to be, not financially or as a human. On this show, we interview highly successful investors and share how they overcame limitations to become unstoppable forces of success. If you're ready to learn what it is to be a conscious investor so you can end up where you want, keep listening. Welcome back, Conscious Investor. In all the years that this podcast has been in existence, I have not once ever, not ever offered a predictions for the year podcast episode. Isn't that wild? Um, mostly because who likes to look like an idiot? Can I just get an amen? Nobody has a crystal ball and nobody wants to look like a total idiot. Now, this is inspired because my friend Alan, he is the managing director of American Apartment Owners Association, and he sent out this email. He's like, hey, Julie, can you give us a prediction for the magazine for 2024? And I wrote him back. I actually said, you know, nobody likes to look like a lame I don't know if you're getting a bunch of responses, but I could see a lot of people feeling vulnerable in this. And I'm putting my own personal challenge to myself to say, why are you taking yourself so seriously? You relax a little bit, right? And so without ado, I would like to present to you my three predictions for Maybe we should call them three key, since I'm three keys investments, three key predictions for 2024. <laughs> Just keep in mind that everyone who has a prediction, they have a basis and a bias for why they believe whatever is going to happen will happen. Now, if you're new to the show, Conscious Investor, I am third generation in real estate, and that was residential real estate. So I went rogue and I stepped into commercial real estate and into apartment investing and syndicating apartments and assisted living purchases. I love that. I love supporting people in this way. This also means that my dad entered into residential real estate at the end, at the tail end of the 70s and the early 80s. That was the beginning of his whole time in residential real estate sales. That means interest rates were double digits and creative financing. All the things that we see Pace Morby and other people doing, that was just standard practice back then. And that is how my dad got his start in residential real estate sales. And so I heard these stories over the years. I'm also a little bit, these are part of my basis and my bias. Um, my dad worked with a lot of developers. He had a background in architecture and he really enjoyed working with developers in that whole ground up process, working with spec homes and custom homes and such. And so that is very much a foundation of mine. Also, the fact that I was in residential real estate sales right before the crash that has influenced my life. I don't like adjustable rate mortgages. I didn't like them then. They scared me then and they scare me now. But I got to watch all of the debacle beforehand. And then Super Rad Steve went into residential real estate sales in 2008, 2009. Okay, so great time to get started. So you can see that I have a lot of real estate in my life. Like my entire life has been real estate. And so I definitely have a strong basis and bias for what I believe. Does that make it correct? 
No, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be right. My predictions are right, (laughs) you know, but I think it's fun. And I think that sometimes we take ourselves too seriously and we think that if we put something out there in the world, that it better be spot on because no one wants to be made a laughing fool. So I'm going to trust conscious investor that you won't laugh at me and whatever happens of these predictions happens. Prediction number one is that it's not time to burr anymore. It's time to err. <laughs> I like to play on words. And that means that those R's, three R's that I have based the transactions, the investments, I should say, that I've participated in with my investors over the years. It is always about the right time, the right place, and the right financing. These three factors are critical now more than ever. And so making sure that it is the right time to buy. Now, timing the market is not something that we can do because even timing it on the front end, that would be magic. But timing it on the exit, that would also be really magical, right? And so smart investors aren't worried about timing the market because they're investing in every market cycle because they're buying at the right time. Meaning it's the right time for that seller to sell and it's the right time for you to buy. You're able to get the right financing in place. So we want to make sure that we are buying our timing and buying that asset is best for us. Okay. Financially, this looks good. I have the bandwidth for this. I have the resources for this. And those resources aren't just limited to, I have the money for this, but do I need to do some cap X on this asset? And if so, do we have the human resources? Do we have the team built out that we would be able to move forward with that? right? We want to look at all of those. We want to look at, make sure that this is the right place. There are some markets right now that in due time, they're going to be really great markets to invest in. But right now, there are some markets that are on the decline. Oh, you guys, I know you're wondering, conscious investor, you're like, which market? Which market, Julie? So let me throw a couple markets out. I know that Phoenix has a ton of inventory going on the market. I just got out of a meeting today with someone in that market, and they're talking about the amount of inventory coming in on the market, that the absorption rate is slowing down. So that creates a lot of opportunity for people to come in and buy, but not quite yet. Okay. It's just not quite the right time. You don't want to go in when the market is flooded and there's so much inventory and now rents. Yes, they are. They are on the decline. Remember, I've always said rents go up and rents go down. And we have to keep that in mind. Austin is also another place. There is definitely research that suggests that they have an influx of inventory. If everyone were to deploy and take action on all the permits that they have, that Austin would have an oversupply. That just seems absolutely crazy. But yeah, apparently they could be oversupplied. The other element is our financing. And right now we have to have the right financing. I was talking with a team recently and they had a five-year business plan and it was a five-year loan. (gasps) Whoa, (laughs) right? We always want to make sure that our financing is providing a runway for whatever investment we are making. So if we are going to invest and we have a five-year business plan, what's the length of loan we should have? I did give you a moment there, conscious investor. That's right. I prefer 10 years. I prefer double, but we need at least seven years, right? We need to have margin because we don't know what's going to happen. And the last three years have 
proven that time and time again, that we don't know what's right around the corner. And so we need to really ensure that we have options at our disposal. The other element of having that extra runway is, well, if I have a five-year business plan, um, maybe I'm deciding to sell at year three and I'm letting somebody else assume the rest of that loan. Maybe I have a better interest rate on it. You get lots of different strategies, but here's the thing. When we have the right financing structure in place, it provides the opportunities for us to not have to stress out. Oh, wait, we're seeing that all over right now. We're seeing people stressed out because interest rates went up and they have these adjustable rate mortgages and they're freaking out because they don't have the influx. They don't have the cash flow coming in and that's creating a lot of problems. All right. That is prediction number one. Prediction number two, interest rates. Mm, everybody likes to talk about interest rates because here's the thing. Interest rates are interest rates. They are not the only loan driving factor when we are investing. And too often people are giving so much airtime to interest rates. And it's like, what are the other factors? For instance, absorption rate, what's going on in the market over there? So we want to make sure that we're keeping a right perspective about interest rates. However, since people love to talk about interest rates, I'm just going to go on record with my prediction. I believe that interest rates are going to stay right about where they are. The Fed already said they're going to lower them a little bit. They've already begun doing that. So I think they have possibly four more. If they said six, then I think there are four more to go. But how substantial are those decreases? They don't have to be substantial. They can do what they said without making any substantial things. No, I don't think we're going back to the threes. Guess what? If you're a millennial conscious investor, you have been surprised spoiled over the last many years, you've been absolutely spoiled beyond measure. But first house that I bought when I was 23 years old, I think the interest rate was at eight and a half percent. And that was like, oh, this is an amazing opportunity. Okay. And then I ended up refining a couple of years later at six percent-ish, six and a half percent. Rule of thumb, always got to have 2% in order for it to make sense. So all that to say, it's an election year next year. So we're going to want more stability. So I imagine that the feds are going to help create and generate that level of stability as we are in a presidential election year. I think that's all I have to say about interest rates. I think that the feds want to play nice. And anytime we have an election year, the economy isn't usually too, too tumultuous. It's kind of this weird thing. It will be curious to see what happens following the November elections, like whoever gets elected into office, it'll be interesting to see what happens shortly thereafter. If there's any cataclysmic things that happen right after, I have no idea. <laughs> and again, I'm not a doomsayer and life goes on and we get to call the shots. So whatever happens, we go for it. Third prediction for 2024 is that we're going to see an increase in distressed notes. Distressed notes, conscious investor, are loans that are out there. Banks hold them. The government holds a substantial amount of loans. But I think that we're starting to see so many people defaulting on those loans. They are unable to make their mortgage payments. Like sometimes we will think about our investments in commercial real estate in a different way than our own home. But really, there's a simple thread between the two, and that is 
there's a mortgage payment that must be made. And so we want to make sure that we can make those mortgage payments. Some of the changes that have happened recently over the past year, especially we've had three major changes. We had a hike in our interest rates. We had a hike in like taxes have been increasing substantially in some areas. And when we think about insurance rates, the insurance rates in some areas have more than doubled. Now, these are not factors. The interest rates, is that's always a wild card. We should never bank on that. However, taxes and insurance, those are two elements that when we are underwriting deals, there are some general rules of thumb. And even if we are saying we're anticipating an increase in our insurance policy rates and we're anticipating in property taxes to go up and such, nobody would expect them to go up in the way they've gone up. So I do want to put that out there so that you understand that there are some investments that are hurting right now. And it's not because of incompetence. It's because like, what the heck? Nobody, never historically has there ever been a time where insurance rates have doubled in a year. What do you do with that? Okay. However, these factors and others, but these are primary factors, have led to distressed notes. And so we're going to see more and more of those distressed notes. And what are they going to have to do with those? This is a great opportunity for investors to build relationships with local banks so that they could say, hey, if you have a distressed note, I'm happy to buy it. <laughs> Let's negotiate on this. It's a really, really great opportunity. And in that opportunity, it is a win-win. We can potentially acquire an investment asset and we can be serving the community. The bank doesn't want to have a bad note on their books. And guess what? The investors who bought that, they're probably losing sleep at night. They don't want that in their lives. If they can exit graciously, that would be really great for them. And the residents, they don't need to be caught up in any of it, right? And so it's a really great opportunity to truly serve and support. So as you are going through 2024, I also want to encourage you, aside from these three predictions, I want to encourage you to make sure that you are really being conscientious about your sources for news and that you are being aware about the information that you are inputting between your ears and that you are truly filtering it and letting some of that just pass on through. This is going to be a year because it is an election year. This is going to be a year that will be a battle for the mind. And in doing so, unfortunately, what we have seen play out over many, many years is that people use predatory measures. They use fear tactics to create levels of compliance and um, people simply making fear-based decisions. So I want to encourage you, conscious investor, as we're entering into this beautiful year, this gift of a year of 2024, I want to encourage you to guard yourself against making decisions based out of fear. Keep yourself grounded. The sky is not falling. People said that, and I can go back now over my lifetime and think about how many times the sky was supposed to fall and the world was supposed to fall apart. People like to say that since the beginning of time, people have been predicting, say, the end of the world or a collapse of a civilization, et cetera, et cetera. So like that's noise. Don't allow the noise to distract you or derail you from living into the greatest contribution God has created you for. 
You are uniquely hardwired for super awesome things. And you don't want to sideline any of that because you're letting all of these fears influence and dictate potentially the decisions that you are making. Okay. Stay grounded. You know yourself, you know, your investing criteria and you stick to that. And during this year, wise investors are going to be erring. They are going to be buying at the right time, the right place with the right financing, and they are going to be getting ahead. You don't want to miss out on that. So make sure that you are erring. (laughs) (laughs) don't get sidelined by the interest rates. If the deal works, the deal works, move forward. If the numbers work and you're getting the returns that you are looking for, move forward. That's a green light. And if interest rates do come down, you know, substantially fine refinance, but I'll tell you what, 6% is not a bad interest rate at all. (laughs) Okay. And keep your eyes on the lookout in your underwriting really be wide-eyed aware about what is taking place with insurance rates in the area you are investing. Be aware and talk to the local county assessor so that you are aware as to what is happening with taxes in that area, especially if you are not from that area. Taxes are shifting. By the way, I did predict that one. I said, when they printed the money in 2020, I said, we cannot print a bunch of money without making up that money somehow. And taxes are going to be a great way to do that. So, hey, got one prediction right over the last few years. I'd love to know what your predictions are. Head on over to uh, Instagram. The handle is The Conscious Investor Podcast. Shoot me a message. Let me know what your predictions are. And if you want to, you can even send me a clip, a video, and we can throw that out there to the world if you want to be so bold and daring. Conscious Investor, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the space that I have to be able to comfortably share my predictions for 2024. And I feel like it's fun. I feel like this is hopefully going to allow you to think about what is your basis and bias for what you are moving forward with, with your investing so that you are making wise, grounded, sound investments. Remember, if you and I have not met yet, I don't just create this content to create the content. I create it for you. You are important to me. And I love getting to know you, Conscious Investor. So please don't hesitate to schedule time for us to chat down in the show notes. And if that feels like I don't want to talk to you, trust me, we have fun. Everybody I've talked to is like, oh, this is so much fun. You're just like you are. Because guess what? I live in authenticity. But if that feels like a stretch, just connect up over on Instagram, the Conscious Investor Podcast, hit a follow and shoot me a message and let's connect up. And I'd love to get to know you better. I'd love to support you in pursuing your financial and your personal freedom. So don't be a stranger. Until next time, remember, adventure belongs on the trail, not in your investing, not in your personal life. Are you enjoying this episode? Help spread the word by sharing the episode with a friend or family member. Because really, where would any of our lives be without other people sharing great content with us? Help spread the word by sharing on your social platforms and with those you care about. And remember, tag me at Happy Julie Holly. 